0: Thank you for listening to Sermon Audio from Hill City Church in Springfield, Missouri. We are a community of believers who exist to glorify God by making disciples who bring gospel restoration to our city and world. For more information about Hill City or to support our ministry, you can find us online at hillcitysgf.org.
1: We are so glad that you guys are here this morning. Um, Here at Hill City in July, for this month of July, we're going to take a break from the Gospel of Luke and just take this month to look at who God is. What does God say about his character? Because what we believe about God affects how we respond to the scriptures we read together, the songs that we sing. And so we want to just slow down for a minute and just take the month of July and say, like, who is God and and what do we believe about God? Um, And so this morning, we're going to do some things a little bit different. We have these rhythms that we practice every week. But this morning, we want to just do something a little bit different. Um, And we're going to be singing throughout the entire gathering. And Brad is going to be coming up and talking. Um, And so I think it's going to be a great morning where we can just get together and sing. Um, Before we start singing, I want us to start off this morning, a call to worship by us as a church reading from Psalm 66. Would you guys stand with us? And as a church, let's read this beautiful psalm from David. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. How great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Amen. Amen.
2: Simply to speak, your name is praise. Like, do we even know what we just said? Do we know what we just sang? Good morning, Hill City. If you're visiting, I need to let you guys know. So every day we walk in this place, we rehearse the gospel. And everything in this gathering is what we call a gospel rhythm. And that gospel rhythm is this. We start With God we do that very intentionally because God started with God in the Bible when he said in the beginning God so that's where we start our gospel rehearsal and then we Can only then view ourselves in light of that so we go from God to then our sinfulness our brokenness And then from there that only leads us to one place and that's the cross of Jesus Christ and then after that then the cross demands a response, and every single Sunday you walk in this place, we will rehearse that unapologetically. Today we are just going to kind of hang out, and for the month of July, we're going to hang out on the first part of this gospel, and that is the part about God. There's a recent statement I read, and I will tell you before I read it to you, I did not like it, and here it is. Who you believe God to be and what you believe God or what you believe God is like is the most important thing about you. Let's read that one more time I'm just going to let that cook. Who you believe God to be and or what you believe God is like is the most important thing about you. So starting today and throughout the month of July, we're going to bring that more into focus. We're going to bring our understanding of God more into focus. Our understanding of God affects how we live. It affects how we spend our time, our talents, and our treasure. It affects how we focus. It affects everything. My view of myself, my worldview, how I view everything around me is governed by who I understand God to be. So we're going to step out of Luke, and we're going to spend the month studying some attributes of God. So what is an attribute? An attribute is a quality or qualities that belong to a person, the characteristics of a person, the features that uniquely apply to a person, one's character, one's nature, one's person. And it's in this light of God's attributes that we can come to a place like Moses did in Deuteronomy chapter 3, and we can look at God and ask, who is like you? And then we can come to the same place that the psalmist did when he wrote in Psalms chapter 113, who is like you? And once we even get this small taste just a taste of the character and nature of God. We can only end up where the prophet Jeremiah ended up when he said in Jeremiah chapter 10, there is none like you. O Lord, you are great, and your name is great in might. Who would not fear you? O king of the nations, for this is your due. For among all the wise ones of the nations, and in all their kingdoms there is none like you. See, no one is like our God. What we wanna do throughout July is just highlight some of his attributes. So I would just challenge you starting next week, bring a pen and paper. It's gonna get good. We can never ever get our arms around God. We can't get our minds around God. It'd be like going to the Atlantic Ocean and trying to give it a hug. It's just not, we just can't do it. The reason we can't do it, we are finite. He is infinite. Which leads me to the next part of our discussion. There there are going to be two categories of attributes of God. God has what are called incommunicable attributes These are attributes that belong only to God, like He is omnipotent, He is omnipresent, He is sovereign. Those are attributes that will never and can never belong to us. But He has what are called communicable attributes, and these can in finite and imperfect ways be possessed by humankind. These attributes are ones like love, like wisdom. They're perfect in God and can be imperfectly represented in us. You see, we should strive to love like God. We should search and grow and strive for the wisdom of God. When we see, when we read of, when we experience these communicable attributes, our hearts our hearts should strive to imitate them. We sing of these attributes often in almost every song we sing. We, we're gonna sing of way more attributes than we could ever discuss from the stage. I don't know about you, but at times I sing, I come here and I sing without giving the songs that I sing very much thought. Starting today and starting with this next song, here's what I'm going to ask us to do. I want us to sing and make a conscious effort to identify some attributes of God that we sing of. Stand with us. your thinking is stretched. You guys can have a seat. I hope that throughout this month that you are challenged. What I really hope is that even starting today, that today would serve as a catalyst for you, for your family, and here's what I would love to see it be a catalyst for. Here's I would love to see you just begin to pray starting today. Just just pray the same things that, that we see in Scripture that are prayed, like, search me, oh God. Teach me, oh God. Soften my heart, oh God. And for some of you, it's just that you're just going to pray, oh God, I don't, I don't even know what to pray. And the Holy Spirit's going to have to intercede on your behalf. That's what I hope happens today and throughout this month, I hope not only just prayer, I hope that some of you would be a catalyst for many of you to begin to read, specifically the Word of God. Like, the Bible says a lot of phrases that start with this, God is, and then something comes after it. Just begin to read and learn. And then I hope that this is a catalyst for some conversations. Conversations starting in your homes, that you can look at a spouse or look at your kids and and just simply ask, hey, what do you believe about God? What do we as a family believe about God? And then start saying those things out loud. And based off what you hear out loud, then you would hopefully be led to ask, hey, do, do we live like we believe what we just said? Like, do we, does our marriage look like we believe what we just said? Do we parent like we believe what we just said that we believe is true about God? Those are the conversations that I pray would happen in your homes. Over the next four weeks, we're going to look at four specific attributes of God. We're going to start with the holiness of God, then we're going to go to the self-sufficiency of God, and then we're going on the, uh, the third one to land on the sovereignty of God, and then we'll come, uh, come up the end with the omnipotence of God. And today I just want to set the table a little bit, some things we must know about the attributes of God. So if you're a note taker, these might be some that you want to write down. If not, I'll give them to you when we're done something about the attributes. Number one, the attributes of God are present in the entire Godhead, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Like they aren't divided up between the Godhead. So it's not, for example, it's not that the just attribute, like God is just, it's not like that is just designated to God the Father. And then The attribute of love is designated to the Son. No, all are present in the entire Godhead. Number two, all of God's attributes are eternally permanent in God. There is no beginning and no end. Like, God does not pick up some attributes along the way and then discard some as He goes. Like, there's not this different God of wrath in the Old Testament that just so happened to pick up this attribute of love in the New Testament. It's not how it works. And it's in this light that we can read in Psalms when the psalmist says, no, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Or the writer of Hebrews says in chapter 13, he is the same today and yesterday and forever. All of God's attributes are eternally present in God. Number three, all of God's attributes are inseparably connected. Like no attribute exists apart from another. I'll give you an example. Holiness. We'll talk about that in the first week. That holiness defines every other attribute. So God's love is holy. His power is holy. His wisdom is holy. And His judgment is holy is holy. Attributes do not exist in parts or God's attributes do not exist in parts. We can't look at God and his attributes like they're these individual slices of pie and we put them together to make up our God. He's not like one part sovereign and then another part holy And then another part, omnipotent. No, all of his attributes are mutually existing. And that means something for us. And here's what it means. We don't get to play one part of God against another. Like we don't get to say things like, well, if God was loving, then he wouldn't. Or if God was loving, then he would. We don't get to say that. His attributes never conflict against one another. And my finite mind struggles with that. God is all of his attributes all of the time. The last thing that we want to do is to create a fog in our view and understanding of God. God tells us, he's not the author of confusion. And I just want to tell you, there are going to be times as we go through this uh, month, right, that you may not understand what's being said, or, or you may need some more time to digest maybe what's said, and that's okay. My, what I want to tell you, don't be discouraged. At any time throughout this teaching, I don't want you to be discouraged and think, oh, I don't understand God. I, I never will. Why am I even going to try? Please don't come to that conclusion. There are gonna be some things that the Holy Spirit will cause you to understand, and there are gonna be some things that he will not allow you to understand yet. My challenge to you is to rest in what the Holy Spirit does teach you. Rest in what the Holy Spirit does allow you to understand. So for me, one of the things that's easy for me to understand about God's character is that he's a giver of good gifts. He, he's a protecting God. Like, it's easy for me and I say, he fights for me. I can understand that. Psalm 46.1 says, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help and trouble. And again, I would ask you, stand with us, and as you sing identify consciously these attributes that we sing of. And as you identify them, may they pierce your heart. And may it be noticed in the way that you sing.
1: My foes are many They rise against me, but I will hold my ground. I will not fear the war. I will not fear the storm. My help is on the way. My help is on the way. Oh my
3: and say all
2: take the band to lunch today you guys stay standing stay stand up they are standing get up this is gonna be shorter why like why are we doing this why are we gonna take Sundays in July why are we gonna do this like why, why are these attributes important I just want to ask you this question is it important to know God? Is it important to know God? Can you truly know someone and not know his attributes? That would be a very interesting conversation. Tell me something about your wife. Well, she's my wife. (laughs) We don't want to do that with God, do we? truly know God will help us grow in God we must have an accurate understanding of what the Bible says who God is an accurate view of God will define our worship an accurate view of God will define our life An accurate view of God will lead us to conclude that our God indeed reigns. We sang it in our first song. And He reigns in all areas of our lives. Psalm 47 tells us this and many other places in Scripture. And if it is true that our God reigns, and it is, then we must conclude this. We need Him. We need him in the hard times, but not just the hard times. Like we need him in those big decisions that are looming, but in every decision. Because he reigns and he sits on the throne. Because of that truth, we do not get to compartmentalize the areas in which we include God. If He reigns, He reigns over all. He doesn't just reign for an hour and 20 minutes on Sunday mornings, Springfield, Missouri. If He reigns, He just doesn't reign like 30 seconds before you thank Him for the food. Like if He reigns, He reigns over all. And compartmentalization is not an option. He must permeate every area of our life, and we must all confess this morning together we need Him. Say that with me. We need Him.
0: Sing, Lord, I come. Lord, I. Come, and I confess. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. When I cannot stand, and when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you.
3: Jesus, you're my hope.
2: God, in the beginning God, if we get a correct view of God, it's only then in that light that that we can get a correct view of self, our sin and our brokenness which is here. Let's make no mistake about it. It is here. And only with our correct understanding of God can we see it, identify it, deal with it. See, through Adam, sin came and this world became fractured. But hear me, God never lost control he didn't lose control then he did not lose control in any of the Old Testament stories that you read he did not lose control when his son was being beaten and he's not lost control in any area of your life ever I'm going to tell you four things that if you hear nothing else today, I want you to get these four things about God today. God is good. God made everything. God is in control of everything. Okay, I'm going to repeat those three. Okay? God is good. just like give me four, four of you, like I'm going to do this one four of you, like agree with me. God is good. Yes. God made everything. God is in control of everything. Okay, you ready for number four? God loves you. That person I just described in the first three loves you. And here's the best proof that I have of it. But God. That keeps coming up, doesn't it, around here, Hill City? Okay, but God demonstrates His own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He loves you. And this takes us to the cross. This is our rhythm. We're gonna receive communion because we do it every single week here that we can. And we do it very specifically because we want to rehearse the gospel. We don't want this to just be this thing that you do to feel better about yourself. We don't want this to be this thing that you do. It's like I did my religious communion duty and I'm good for the week. Listen, this is a gospel rehearsal. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And then he was buried and he's put in the ground, but he didn't stay there and that's why we're here. Because God never ever lost control. So when, when we start to receive communion, here, here's what I'm going to ask. We are going to have plenty of time. OK? Like it's 10:48. We're good. We have plenty of time. I want us to pray, maybe alone, maybe with a spouse, maybe with a city group. I just want us to pray a little bit and just contemplate our God. I want us to confess some things. Maybe it's sin. Maybe it's specific sin. I just gotta confess this before I come to the table. Maybe it's just a confession of just in general, I've never put much thought to God. But there's some confession that needs to happen in this place this morning. And then, listen, after that comes a rejoicing. Let's rejoice. And then let's come to the table.